Hello, humans. In this very special episode of I Piss, that's I-P-I-S for I Promise I'm Smart, I got to sit down with a very cool woman who at this point, since this was recorded in May, and it's now like December, is probably almost done with literal law school at the University of Michigan. <laughs> like, dang, what a trooper for sticking with it, because I could barely graduate undergrad, but she grew up in a big family. She has a cat named Simba, and her name is Tina Alkerson! Woo, 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 woo! So welcome, Tina Alkerson. You don't have to be a genius to see. I don't know what I'm doing. But don't just take it from me. Cause you do a lot of dummy, dummy, dumb things Hi, um, welcome Tina. I'm so excited to have you on. Thanks. I'm excited <laughs> to be here uh, in your we, car. Yeah, we're in my car, which is a first for this podcast. Um, I am pretty excited. So you've been living with your parents right now, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and have you been, you haven't been commuting, have you? No. So with the past year and a half, so I'm in law school, I am in my, which is crazy, my third year, which is your last year. Wow. Um, but this past year, because of COVID, actually like half of my law school experience has been, um, will have been online by the time that I graduate. So because it's online, I've just been living at home. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's been... Did they give people the option to stay on campus, like, if they're international or something? So that was, like, a huge deal when it first happened. Like, yeah. a lot of people, the dorms were just kicking people out. Oh. Um, and, yeah, unless you, like, had a pretty egregious, like, circumstances, you basically had to leave. So a lot of international students, like, I was teaching a class, an undergraduate class at the time where COVID first broke out, like, in March. Um of I don't even know what year. What was that? I know. Was that 2020? 2020. Yeah. Um, And so when I was teaching, like, I had an international student from China, and, like, he didn't know he could go back, yeah, like, what he could do. And so it was just, like, I was just, like, don't even worry about class. (laughs) You know, like, don't. So, worries. Do you feel like when people, like, when you tell people that you're in U of M law school that there's, like, a you know, prejudice, or not prejudice, that there, people are like, oh, fancy you. Yeah, like, sometimes, um, which is funny because I feel like growing up in Michigan, like, Michigan's just like a school, like, you know it's a good school, but it's just like an One option. of the schools. Yeah, yeah um, and so even when under, with undergrad, like, I remember going and being like, wow, like, people come here from, like, all over the, like, the country and the yeah. world, um, and that's why it's, like, such a great university. There's so much, like, thought there's like just a it's not very diverse like I don't want to say it's like super diverse it's not really but there are like different types of people there I don't know where I was going with that thought no yeah that was a weird question just like if people like make fun of you or something yeah because it's so prestigious exactly so like I'll be like oh I'm at Michigan law school and like it's like normal I don't know but then people sometimes people will be like oh and I'll be like hey (laughs) like I don't know yeah because um, I probably wouldn't have known that U of M was such a big deal until Jenna went there. And then I was like, oh, it's like really hard to get into. And, yeah. Um, so, yes, if anyone was wondering, Tina and I know each other because we are from the same mm-hmm. town. We worked at the same ice cream store. That's and she crazy. roomed with my sister in college at U of yeah. M. And um, so you and Jenna met at Custer Time, right? Yeah, we met at Custer Time how many years ago? <laughs> Is 2013 when I graduated high school? Well, I think I was in high school. Yeah, because I was, 
I was oh my god I was thinking that was like freshman year of high school I'm so old um so yeah like then 2000 and what like nine oh my gosh that's crazy that is so weird a decade of friendship (laughs) and doesn't don't you feel like don't you feel like being 14 is kind of young to be 100 percent to be like child labor (laughs) I don't know Uh, and people were like creepy to us and we're like I'm 14 yeah very creepy I thought you had to be 16 but I guess I don't know it's like I don't think that's true I don't know why I remember when I applied to Custer time I was like don't you have to be 16 but I was like "Mm, whatever I also felt that way about driving like I remember when I got my permit and I was like 14 in nine months I was like I told my mom I was like I'm too young to be doing this me too yeah I was like I should not I'm not ready I should not be doing this and they're like you need to yeah it's crazy yeah I was super nervous um, and you feel like you're so old at that age. Right. Like, you're so cool. Mm-hmm. And I look back and I'm like, oh, my God, you're an idiot. And you're literally a child. Yeah, you feel you feel like you know everything about the world. But then you look back and you're like, oh, my gosh, you are, like, going through puberty. Yeah. You are so little. <coughs> you are, like, four years above ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It's crazy. That is so weird. Yeah, so we were serving people ice cream. <laughs> yes. So, oh, yeah, so you and Jenna just kind of became friends through working together and then realized you both got into the same school. Yeah, and, like, we had similar values. Like, yeah. I feel like one thing about going to college is, like, everybody's like, oh, it's, like, party time and, like, rebellion. And, like, Jenna and I, like, knew that that's not what we would be doing. And so it was just, like, a, it was a good Perfect, fit. And, yeah. like, yeah, I remember we took our mom's like to Panera once Aww. and like we met they met each other before we roomed like it was like a very oh, yeah like a, and then we all shopped together and we moved in and we oh, just what? it's easier to like have it's easier to feel comfortable when you feel like the person grew up in a family with like similar values yeah no definitely yeah I feel like my parents by the time they had their fourth kid did not care to know my friends or their parents yeah that's so funny I think my mom was like I want to know who you're living with like they didn't oh, know yeah. Jenna either so they were like let's just meet up and I remember them asking like is your boyfriend gonna sleep over and Aww. Jenna was like no <laughs> and so yeah yeah no that's that makes sense that they'd be more comfortable with that and then I think most of the girls you've lived with were like similar values too right yeah but, yeah all of them yeah which is great and like we met those girls through like Really, like, through... Michelle we met because we lived in the same dorm, and then oh. the rest were, like, through crew and, like, through different student groups, so... Oh, wow. Yeah. And crew is Christian something. It's some sort of something, Christian something. group <laughs> at U of M. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Um, so before we continue, picture yourself in high school, mm-hmm. and then can you describe yourself <laughs> in high school in three words or phrases? Oh, this is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. I mean, outgoing. I think I was outgoing. Yeah, I can see that. I still think I was driven. Yeah, must have been. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, figuring it out. That's, like, a phrase. Yeah. And no, I no. don't think I knew that at the time. Like, I think at the time I've always had, like, a really strong sense of self, yeah. and I had that then. But, like, now looking back, I'm like, oh, you were, like, still thinking through things. Or, like, you were, like, trying out different things, like... Not even, it wasn't like I had different identities or personalities, but, like, looking back and, like, that wasn't you fully, and, like, you were maybe just in the midst of figuring that out, and that's also, like, who you're surrounded by in high school, you know, and, like, what's cool, and, like, what's, I don't know, what you feel like you have to do, and, like, all that stuff, and high school's really weird. Yeah, I feel like It's really weird. my, My perception of you was that you were really sure of yourself, and, um... And then I also think 
I, I was very not sure of myself, mm-hmm. but um, I felt like looking back, maybe when you, I was super intrigued by you because I knew you were like, I don't know if conservative conservative is the right word, but like similar as similar as my family yeah. in that sense. And then you also were more liberal than like yeah. <laughs> so at the same time you were like conservative yeah. and liberal and maybe um, like traditional. I think yeah, traditional like, is a better yeah. word. Yeah. And and I just yeah I was super interested because I thought you were so like sure of yourself and cool and like everything you said you can you're just are really good at like making rational arguments really concisely and just oh, I'm like oh thanks. things are the way they are and um yeah I just admired that because I think when you know when I was 14 I didn't know like gay people was a thing I, yeah. I was like still learning yeah. about like gay people and like public school yeah. girls drink or something yeah, like yeah. that and um I just felt like you were so chill about everything I, I think it's really just like how you like the experiences you've had growing up and like like maybe so I think like growing up as a minority like you're exposed to the fact that like there are just people who live differently than I do at a really young age because like you're Mm -hmm. different than other people so like I grew up in Higgins Lake like in Roscommon Michigan which is like up north for people who don't know where that is um and like we were the only like non-white family and so I think subconsciously like you start to just you can recognize because you live differently at home you like speak a different language that like yeah there's just like an infinite right ways to live whatever that is so then like you're just exposed then I think a lot of people go through that in college and like that's why a lot of people like college is like it's formative and they meet like completely different people but so I don't think it was like all my doing I think it was like circumstantial you know yeah that makes sense um and it that does kind of make me sad we're like I totally get why families would want their kids to be surrounded by like the culture and whatever that they grew up into but like me feeling like I didn't even I was not exposed to like like custard time girls was my first time I mean like sometimes soccer and then custard time girls was like oh public school girls they're so normal, like, how do I... I felt like they were, like, so normal, and I needed to, like, fit in with them. And then now that I've moved on from Custer time, it's like, oh, well, we're all still, like, a very white, like, like, wealthy area. So it's just been, like, I feel like my uh, opening of my eyes has been, like, slower than the average person because of that, but... I feel like the average person probably doesn't open their eyes, (laughs) so... I feel like that's, like, it's good, and the fact that you, like, even recognize that is, like, what's important, because that's... And everybody's, like, always opening their eyes, you know? That's what I remind myself, too, is, like, I'm still We're never done, yeah. Yeah, and, like, it can be hard to advocate for things you care about because people will call you out on it, but, like, that's how you... If you make a mistake, that's how you learn. Like, that's what yeah. I remind myself is, like, being afraid of, like, being wrong or making a mistake, like, isn't a reason to not to not do it, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, I wish, we'd, I wish, though, that we could have more of a culture of, like, it being okay to make a mistake when people are, try, like, cl- clearly trying to be, like, open and accepting. It yeah. seems like people nowadays are really quick to jump on, like, correcting everyone in a in a way that's not super beneficial in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> no, that's what's scary. I remember, like, I had posted something on, like, social media. It was, like, on somebody's photo, and I didn't realize that, like, in their photo, there was basically, like, a political message that I didn't agree with mm-hmm. based on, like, a symbol they were carrying. Okay. But I didn't even, like, register that. You know, like, you're scrolling and you comment, and 
I saw some people post on their stories, like, I, like just talking about mm-hmm. that post. And I was like, I didn't even register. And, like, maybe, like, X amount of people saw that I commented on that and are oh. like, oh, she supports this. Oh, or, like, she. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I don't know if people are walking away. But, you know, like, I reached out to some people and I was like, by the way, like, didn't register. Yeah. And they were super understanding. I think that comes down to, like, they know me and, like, they know my intentions. But when it's two strangers and you're, like, correcting somebody, like, you're probably assuming the worst about the person. Yeah, and that's a good reminder that I need to be careful about posting things too because especially politically, like, I don't know anything politically and I've, like, posted things before that I didn't realize, like, the weight of what I was posting and I did stuff like that. It's hard because then it's like if you don't post anything, that's also posting things. But then it's like, are you supposed to be on social media 24-7? Like, I don't... Yeah, true. <laughs> we're all probably gonna. I feel like we're all gonna delete it at the same time. Like, yeah, the I world would will very just much off. like. Uh, I'm in a mood. I'm in the like headspace to delete it because I've been on it like more than usual. Usually, I'm pretty good at being like I'm not gonna go on social media, but like, I don't know if it's pandemic and like I'm done with school. Like for the year, I've just been on my yeah. phone more, and I yeah. do not like that at all. Yeah, and I and I also feel like on top of having a lot more downtime than usual, we want to like feel like we're connected to people yeah. still. And then sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what like percentage of people even care about me as a person anymore. Like yeah. at this phase in our lives, so it's like, why do, why do I really care? Yeah, if, if I'm keeping them updated on my life. Yeah. So social media is so weird. We're all like still trying to navigate what that should be. It is really weird, and like. The fact that we po- I don't know, like, how much of it is genuine because it's, like, people post things that they know people are going to like at the end of the day. Like, nobody wants to post a picture that gets, like, five likes. Yeah. So, you know, you post something, you might delete it, and, like, we're all guilty of that. But I've been reading some arguments that, like, social media actually, like, gets rid of creativity because it's all about getting likes and like people don't necessarily like what's different or what's new and I mean I was telling you about like that blog that I tried and I felt like that was very true it's like people want to see a certain type of thing and then you feel like as a creator you kind of have to like shift to that yeah exactly so maybe if they just got rid of likes yeah I know (laughs) I don't know um and can you imagine if they had like a dislike button or something oh my god that would be horrible Um, YouTube YouTube has dislike buttons it does um but even with the Instagram thing that's such a good point because I feel like for a while I was like I don't really care and I um was posting like I would try and, like, recreate pictures of people, and I was, like, some people are going to think I'm, like, trying really hard. Some people are going to think this is weird. Some people, So I was, like, I really don't care. And then now when I look back, I'm, like, oh, maybe I should delete these because I'm going to be, like, meeting new people, and I don't want them to think that I'm, like, I'm, like, super into myself because that's not at all what these are. I thought it was so creative. I remember seeing those and I was like, wow, like I would never be able to do this. Like it, <laughs> it, it just really showed because me. Because it's embarrassing. Like, no, like it really no because I don't even know like where to start. And also it's just like not something that I see often. Like, and I think that's more interesting. Like that to me is more of a form of art than like the sunset that somebody's going to post, you know, yeah, like, which you. is still beautiful, but it's like. I've seen five million sunsets, and, like, it's always playing, like, Sunset Lover, and I'm like, all right, guys. <laughs> so, like, that, to me, was creative. Oh, well, Super thank you. And I, that's why I appreciated, so when you mentioned your blog, you were talking about a fashion blog yeah. that you started, and I had only seen on your Instagram, like, that you had been 
posting more like your outfits and um yeah yeah and I was appreciating that because I was like that's something I don't see every day yeah. and it was and I don't see a lot of like Muslim fashion either yeah. and it yeah. was really cool yeah I wanted to keep doing it but it really felt like again like the creativity thing like people already knew like what they lo- wanted to look at and like most of it was like really expensive clothing and like not sustainable habits where they right. do like clothing hauls every month because oh. that's where they get like new followers and I was like I really feel like one thing just has to go viral and then like you get followers and then I was like why do I even care about followers yeah. because I originally started out like this is so fun like I'm gonna do it for me and then yeah. like after like a few months I was like well I'm not doing it for me anymore and right. I'm not doing it for people like why am I doing it I know I feel like I don't know if you feel this but I feel like every time I I've been trying a little bit of everything creatively to like find something that will fulfill my like creative outlet desires and then after like six attempts of everything I get bored of it and I'm like why is nothing fun anymore yeah um we talked about this a tiny bit earlier how I feel like if I were able to do something creative with other people, I think that would be super fulfilling. But um, because that hasn't been an option for such a long time, yeah. maybe that's why it's not as fun. Because I'm just by myself yeah. <laughs> trying to, like, do what I think is funny or whatever. Yeah, I think it's, like, uh, half discipline and, like, half fun. Because I know even, like, writers who write for their career, uh, yeah. they, like... I, I'm thinking the person I'm thinking of like they wake up every morning and Ugh. they sit down even if they have nothing to write even if they have writer's block and they sit at their computer for x amount of time yeah. so that they're like stay in the habit of writing and like that's a discipline I don't have with my creative outlets Same. even journaling like I used to journal all the time and like I just completely dropped it like I for the past year I like haven't really journaled that much and before I was in like a disciplined habit where I would be like even if I'm just gonna like detail what I ate like I'm yeah. gonna write and oh, so like it's hard to keep that up. But, yeah, and then I guess when it's not your job, you feel like you're kind of wasting time. Like, at least for them, they were getting paid at some level. Yeah. Like, but that would still be really hard to keep yourself disciplined when you don't have, like, a 9 to 5 on the clock kind of job. But, yes. And um, when we were talking about upbringing, I texted Jenna and was like are there any questions I should ask Tina Mm -hmm. and um she was like oh I mean there's lots of things you could ask her because her upbringing is so interesting and I didn't know you were born in New Zealand yeah so you were born in New Zealand and then when did you move to yeah so I was born there in 1995 and then I hope I'm like never one of those people who's like I'm not going to say the year, you know, oh. <laughs> um, but maybe I will be in like 10 years. Um, well, you um, look the same as yeah. always, like your skin um, is flawless. I'm still young. <laughs> um, yeah. So I lived there only for like three years um, okay. and then we moved to the United States in 1998 and then we lived like in Farmington Hills for like a couple years and that, then we moved up north because there's like, um, for immigrants who want to be doctors, uh, there was like a special type of visa, like so my dad was a doctor in Iraq and when he came here... In New Zealand, he spent three years, like, redoing his medical license um, and studying for the American boards because he knew he wanted to come to the United States. And their medical degree doesn't transfer over. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, And so then when we were here, the visa is, like, you move to a rural area and you work there because there's, like, a lack of doctors. They actually have immigrants go to rural areas. And so that's what we did. That's why we were up north. And then we lived there till I was, like, in eighth grade. Oh, wow. Okay. So from, like, second to eighth grade. And then I moved to North film, which was... Was that, like, a mini culture shock? Yeah, because up north, like, it wasn't the wealthiest 
town. Like, there was, like, I mean, it wasn't, there was just varying levels. Um, and you, I didn't know that people, like, vacationed there for summer. Like, yeah. we never interacted with, like, the summer up right. north or whatever yeah. they're called. Like, I just didn't know. Uh, so the only people I knew were, like, my class of, like, 90 kids or whatever. Gotcha. Which was the entire town. <laughs> um, and so... Everybody knew each other, like, since they were born, and, like, they, they're they still friends, and Aww. Northville was, like, very different, because it was just, like, yeah, very wealthy, like, compared to there, and, like, compared to up north, yeah, like, yeah. what you're doing in, in the summers is, like, ATVing, and, like, you're on the lake, and, like, our neighbors had a boat, and then, like, in the winters, you're, like, snowmobiling, and you're, Aww. and then here, it was, like, uh, I don't know what you do. Like, it's like, yeah. no. Sure, um, no. I know. We didn't yeah. do anything. But I know for my siblings, it was hard living up north because, like, the closest thing was they were older than me. And, like, the closest thing was, like, a mall, which was, like, 45 minutes away. And they experienced more of the, you know, maybe, like, just assumptions, like, pre- prejudice. Yeah. But so I think they were happy to move to a place with a little bit more diversity my brother was like a senior in high school my sister had graduated she was going to U of M so they did high school there and like we all loved it but my mom especially like they grew up in Baghdad which is like a really big city so to go from that to like New Zealand Uh, to like rural Michigan I can imagine it was a culture shock my sister got off the exit when we were like in the car and she was like, oh, like, are we just, like, stopping, like, for a break? And, like, the real estate guy was like, no, like, or we was like, this is where you're living. And then she started crying. So, but, I mean, I feel like it it has informed, like, a lot of how I look at life now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, when you grow up around people who are, you learn a lot of, like, empathy. And, like, I don't know, a lot of the conversations we're having in the country right now about, like, do people just, like, hate each other? Or, like, what is... It's just, like, a lack of exposure. Like, people just don't talk to different people. Yeah, seriously. And if they did, like, you would realize, like, it's We're not bad. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, man. I can't imagine going to rural Michigan and then just being like, this is where you have to be living right now. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, they couldn't just pick a different place to live. No. Which is awful. Yeah. And, yeah, that, that the not transferring your medical license in at all and starting he literally had to start over yeah so when he was in New Zealand he basically he knew he wanted to come to the United States so he was just like studying for like his the American boards and like taking on the exams and like being able to transfer yeah so it's hard and like doctors they have to like keep taking tests and like oh yeah (laughs) Um, so yeah you'd never had a desire to be a doctor um, well, like, if you ask Jen on them, oh, they'll really? be like, oh, like, she was pre-med for, like, the oh. just because that's, like, what your, my parents told me to do. It was yeah. like, you should be a doctor, you should be a doctor, because back home, it's, like, in Iraq, it's not, like, the United States system where you just, like, choose whatever you want to do. It's more yeah. like Europe, where, like, you take an exam, and if you get a certain score, you can be, like, a doctor. Yeah, that's what I heard I, my Ireland friends do. And I was like, oh, even in Ireland they do it that way. Sorry, yeah, continue, yeah so that's like, if you, the highest score is like doctor. So I think there's just an association that like, doctor is smart and like the best thing. But now like my parents are older, they're like, being a doctor is not the best thing you can do in the United States because it's such a business and like, mm. it's such a long, long road. Like my brother is in residency and like he has a couple more years of like, 
fellowship and like he's yeah. 29 yeah yeah so it's like you spend literally your whole life in school not your literally your whole life but so much of your yeah. <laughs> life in school which if you like it's like yeah great but I it was more of like maybe this is what I want to do and then I had an advisor who was like well why do you want that and then I was like good question uh, I don't know so. so yeah when did you switch and how did you land on law school or were you pre-law? No. No. I kind of switched. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't end up picking my major till like, the third year of school because you had to. Yeah. And, like, how I picked it was based on the classes I had taken. It just made sense to do, like, international studies because cool. I had taken some. And, like, I wasn't, like, oh, I'm going to go to law school. I actually took two years off. And then I was thinking, like, maybe a master's in international relations or, like, a law degree. But, like, I wasn't, you know, my parents really wanted me to get, they came to the United States for me to pursue my education so like they wanted me to get another degree and so part of it was like okay like that's a factor in my decision making like financially what makes the most sense like time-wise what makes the most sense and comparing the two like a law degree just made more sense yeah and that's not like how most people go to law school like yeah. <laughs> so I knew with what I wanted to do like refugee work and human rights work like yeah. it would always be helpful like it wasn't True. gonna be a waste either way. Yeah, so it kind of was like a, I'm gonna do this. That's awesome though. Yeah. But that's cool, at least you knew, like, I don't know if you're passionate about it, but that your interests lied in, like, help, international studies and, um, and refugees and, yeah. um, there's a wedding or something going on. <laughs> oh, I think it's prom. Today. Oh, is yeah. it? <gasps> because Why? I mentioned that park and then I drove by it earlier today and there were, like, people in dresses. Oh, okay. I was okay. like, is it prom? <laughs> Wow, I forgot that was a thing. Well, so my little brother said what they're doing is instead of having an actual prom, they, like, rented out five restaurants, and, like, you can book, like, a space with your friends. Yeah, what? but there's music, but, like, no dancing. Oh. I was like, how are 500 people going to fit in, like, downtown Northville? <laughs> so I don't know if that's actually so true. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But lovely night for it. Yeah, I know. It's freezing. <laughs> oh, my God. Poor girls. No. Um, so you're, is your brother in high school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my younger is brother. Is he a senior? He's going to be. He's a junior. Oh, that's exciting. So hopefully by next year he'll have a regular prom. Yeah. He's not very, he's like, he's cooler than me. Like he's, than I was at that age. He's like, prom, why would I want to go to prom? And I'm like, oh, well, at least you don't feel like pressured. Like, yeah, good for you. Yeah, I was like, prom. Mm. So how many siblings do you have? Three total. Three. Yeah, so we're similar. Um, and you are the Jenna of your family. Yes. Um, I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not to minimize it, but you did you feel kind of like a middle child? There's a pretty big age gap. What's the age gap between you and Jen? I think three and a half Okay, years. so me and my brother are like nine years. Um, so I felt like the baby for, I feel like, a long time. Gotcha. I don't even really know what that means. I just, like, knew that I was the youngest. Like, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then my mom says when he was born, like, I was really jealous. But, like, I don't remember that Aww. phase. I'm sure I was because I was, a, like, my sister and my older brother are, like, one year apart. So they oh, were wow. pretty close. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then... I didn't feel like a straggler or anything. They just were, like, in high school together and graduated together. Yeah. Um, so then when he came along, it kind of was like, well, now we have somebody, like, closer. Even though he's farther in age, like, I feel like we're closer because they're really, there's, like, a 15-year age gap yeah. between him and them. Got you. Yeah, yeah. that is all.
I feel like I'm breathing so loud. Oh, not at all. Like, I, that's, I know. I always like back up so I far because I don't know what like noises like, it's gonna pick up. the dog in the background? Like, <laughs> that's me. No, you have been not at all. I make a lot of mouth noise. Me too. I'm a loud breather. I once had a girl turn around in like eighth grade, and she was like, "What are you dying?" And after that, yeah, I was, I was like, "I don't because know." Yeah, I was like, "Maybe." Apparently, there was one girl. I never had a class with her, but in college, my friends would talk about this girl who anytime anybody coughed or um like cleared their throat she would whip around and go oh really glare at them and so by the end of the semester they were like i think she genuinely might have something like ocd or something i have that with chewing out loud oh really like if people chew out loud it's actually my professor not my professor like an advisor sent me an article about this thing called misophonia because i was talking to her about how much i hate chewing out loud and she was like i think you might have this and it basically is like a sound that triggers your like fight or flight reaction where you're like i'm either going to like kill this person (laughs) or i'm gonna like run away like i was just chewing out loud in front of you no you weren't you weren't i didn't hear it i'm like if i did i would have been like do you mean do you mean like chewing with their mouths open or like just if you can hear people? No, like chewing? you can hear like them. Like <laughs> ASMR. I hate Why is that a thing? Why I don't know. It's like the microphone for it. Um, um but, but yeah, that noise just if I I tell my mom, I'm like, if I ever go to jail, it's gonna be because I killed somebody for chewing all loud. <laughs> it drives me insane. So maybe she had that. That was the moral yeah, of the story. Maybe, yeah, something like that because she would just like whip around and like <sighs> at that. Oh no. Oh, it would be so bad so, coughing. I know. So people were like, oh, calm down. But um but yeah, maybe she I don't know. I I don't know if this is a thing, but I feel like it's weird that when something like styrofoam, oh yeah, the sound that sound, yeah, for some reason, genuinely makes me gag. Like I feel like I'm gonna yeah. throw up sometimes. Does that happen to you? Yeah, no, but I could see how yeah, it makes me like cringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I'm not super sensitive to sounds or whatever. Like, like I don't have a lot of pet peeves like that. But for some reason, that like I will like feel like I'm gonna throw up sometimes. Yeah, that that's so together. interesting. Yeah, um, there's got to be something there. Man, I don't remember what I was going to ask a millennial... Millennial? <laughs> millennium ago. <laughs> I, am I, I think I am a millennial. What Are a, you talking about Gen Z? I think so, because Gen. I'm 1998, and yeah. I thought that... I mean, I definitely feel more like a millennial, just because having older siblings, yeah. that's more of, like, the pop culture that I was yeah. into. Gen Z people... We'll say, like, oh, you know, like, the not wearing skinny jeans yeah, and all that stuff. Part, I just yeah. don't, I don't know anything about current, like, trends. Yeah. But. Well, like, that's, like, I think I'm on the cusp of being a millennial versus, I'm 1995, which I think is, like, Oh, like, okay. Um, but then I think of people who are, like, older than me who are also millennial, and I'm, like, it's a pretty big age difference. So. Yeah. I think you're, like, I'm on the bottom end of millennial, and you're, like, on the top end of Gen Z. Yes, yeah. Weird, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I feel like everybody's, like, your 20s are, like, so fun. And I don't know if it's, like, the pandemic, but I'm, like, yeah. let's go. Your early 20s are, like, a lot of, like, what I... And then 25, you're, like, some of my friends are having babies. Yeah. And, like, some of us are, like, super not there. And it's, like, everybody's in a different phase. Right. And I'm, like, but maybe that'll just be true forever. Like, oh, sad. Well, yeah, I know, I almost wish weird. I was, I know, I feel like being 40 is probably the best age because you're, like, settled down, you kind of maybe have your, yeah. like, life together, hopefully. I know, I hope, yeah, I wish the concept of, like, aging was, like, 
I saw this tweet that was like, this is the best decade of my life. And like the woman was like 50s or 60s, you know, like mm, older. Aw. And she was talking about how like basically once you hit 30, people are like, it's all downhill from there. Yeah. And then you think of like, that's so young. It's yes, so young. It and is. like, I've heard multiple people say like they didn't really know who they were till they were 40. Uh, that's sad. But I do, I feel like I look forward to being older mostly just so that I'll feel more like instant respect from people mm. than because I feel like in any sort of workplace situation, whenever I meet new people, I like A, have kind of a baby voice, B, I yeah. just like am when I'm when I meet new people I'm like extra friendly and like high-pitched and so I feel like everyone's just like oh this girl has no idea what she's doing and I definitely get vibes that people like talk down to me and I'm like oh like I know what I'm doing a little bit yeah yeah so it would be nice to be like a mom um like a mom age yeah maybe not a mom but like a mom age when people aren't looking at you like and this is so small but I do feel like when I'm with, like, more middle-aged women teachers or um, in a workplace where I'm definitely the youngest employee, I feel like everyone makes more comments about, like, my clothes and my appearance, like, way more than they would anybody else, and they, like, are more judgmental. Yeah. Even if it's in a good way, like, of, yeah, like, my appearance, and I can't think of a better example, but... Um, no, I just totally. in a way that I'm like, oh, why can't I just like, yeah, <laughs> be, be. Like, I don't know. Why can't I just be? Yeah, yeah well, literally. <laughs> no, I. I mean, I think too when I was saying like, oh, like that woman didn't. She's like, I didn't really know who I was till forty. It's just like showing you that there's so much self discovery beyond just like yeah. being twenty. Like it's not the end of your life. But I also feel like I look pretty young, and it's hard to also have authority when like you look young or like. Bold positions of power, especially as a woman. Like, there's just a lot of expectations around, like, what you should look like. And I think it was a reel, like, on Instagram. But it was this girl talking about how for, like, boys and men, there's two standards of beauty. One is for, like, boys and younger teens. And then one is for, like, men. Like, as you age, you're still looked at as, like, handsome even as your body, like, changes. And you get gray hair and, like... Dad bod, yeah, yeah, which weird. (laughs) But like, then for women, you're like always expected to look like a girl. Yes, like no wrinkles, like hairless, like super fit in shape, like no no um, stretch marks. Yeah, cellulite. Yeah. Um, and so I even dumb. think of, I think of that with, like, Ariana Grande all the time. Like, I'm a big fan, whatever. Um, but her, like, body is so little girlish to me. And then she, like, kind of talks like a little girl. Yeah. And she's so tiny. And that's not her fault. That's her body. But, like, sometimes, and, and, yeah, just, like, other pop stars, too, where I feel like they make themselves look so tiny. And then, so, I remember one time I was babysitting. This girl was probably, like, seven, I don't know, whatever age she was, but she was, like, in, the, she was wearing shorts and, like, doing gymnastics, and I had this thought where that made me feel, like, so unhealthy or, like, creepy because I literally was, like, oh, I wish I had her body, and I was, like, she is literally prepubescent, and yeah. I just told myself I wish I had her body, and I was, like, what is actually wrong it's um, not you though it's like society yeah it's yeah. you being bombarded with images of like models who then you like look up their weight and they're like 90 pounds yeah. and they're like six foot tall you know yeah. like it's not the images that were that's the images that were given is like yeah. people who are incredibly tiny and like some people yeah can't control it but like some people starve themselves because that's like 
the industry. Right. And even, like, I've been, like, a size 6, size 8, you know, my life. Well, Mm -hmm. even maybe, like, size 6, and then, like, I started working out, and I was, like, a size 8, and then I started working out, I was, like, a size... And I was, like, what are... Sizes are made up, and, like, the average woman is, like, way bigger than that. But we're just bombarded with images of people who are freaking tiny yes and um i don't know i saw another instagram post too that was like a bunch of different brands of jeans all the exact same they were like all size six or something and they were all completely different different. and so we all are just like oh my gosh i feel like my body's always fluctuating but it's not always our fault and yeah it's it's like literally your clothes and like some things look so different on different people and like some things look better on different body sizes so like the fact that we're all expected to shop, like, the same trends, and, like, it just doesn't True. make sense. Sometimes I'm, like, I wish I had, like, a really nice tailor who I could just, like, take fabric to. Yes, and, like, tell me what not to wear. And make, like, <laughs> really high-quality pieces yeah. and, like, a few and just... Oh, that's actually such a good idea. Have, like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, clothing for my body because, yeah. like, you really are trying to fit into, like, one type of body shape. Yeah, that's so true. Maybe when I have money, if yes. that ever happens. Oh, you will, because you're going to be maybe a lawyer. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> One that's related to growing up in a big family is just, like, the jokes that your siblings, like, play on you. And I remember once we were, like, on a road trip. I don't remember where we were coming from, but we were, this is, like, when we lived in Farmington Hills. And I had fallen asleep in my car oh, no. um, with my family, like, on the road trip, whatever. And when I woke up, my siblings told me that, like, I had missed, like, five years of my life. And, like, I was now, like, ten years older, however old. And I, like, straight up believed them. Because sleep is such a weird concept, especially when you're a child. And, like, you don't really have a sense of time. So I was like, why did you guys let me, like, miss out on all that time? And then, like, you know, my parents, they always did stuff like that. Like, they told me I was adopted. And they, like, you know, that's like... My family was like, you look exactly like your sister. Like, there's literally no way. Why are you freaking out? <laughs> but I'd be like, I don't know. So I know. And then you just feel so gullible. And, yeah. 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 So that's one that... That's I mean, funny. living with Jenna, a story... I feel like she loves to tell this story. Oh, good. It's like... It's <laughs> she always really, tells the same stories, it's, I feel like. Yeah. It's the feta bread one. Have you heard this one? No. It's literally, like, not even... It's not embarrassing. It's just, like, very typical of our friendship. <laughs> well, first, living with Jenna, like best she's so sweet like jenna really is somebody i feel like who thinks of other people before oh my herself. gosh like to a fault and i'll tell her that yeah. she's like the nicest person i know and yeah. i've and i've grown up with her so like you'd think that i would have seen her in bad moments but like literally she doesn't have them so. yeah yeah i know i agree and i feel like i have personality i think i'm nice but like i also think like i can be like harsh sometimes or yeah, like and not in a bad way always but like I have a little yeah but I have learned from her that there's like different approaches to like how you communicate with people or like how you even argue and like how you yeah um just by being friends with her because she just is so kind and it's so genuine like all the time um but one thing that was really great about living with her is we had like similar eating habits like where we would eat like Sour Patch Watermelon Kids or, like, pickles from a jar. Like, really kind of, like, gross things. Um, But we loved feta bread. So there was this place called Pizza House on campus, and it was basically, like, the feta bread's literally, like, cheese bread with feta. Like, it's not that. It's just so good and so Mm. greasy. 
And we loved it. We would order it way too much. Uh, and I remember, like, one time we were at our friend's apartment, and there were, like, a bunch of guys. And we were, like, get the jumbo size, like, me, her, and Michelle. And the guys were, like, this isn't the story. I'm going to tell tell another one. But the guys <laughs> were, like, you don't need a jumbo. Because the jumbo is, like, huge. That's and awesome. we were, like, you don't understand. <laughs> and they were, like, no, no, no. We're not getting the jumbo. So we were, like, whatever. So we didn't get the jumbo. And then, like, one of the guys was in the kitchen. And, like, the girls demolished <laughs> the feta bread. And he came back. And he was, like, where the heck's the feta bread? And we were, like, we told you to get a yeah. jumbo. Anyways, that's Their how fault. much we love it. Yeah. <laughs> so once freshman year... We, like, had very weird sleeping habits, and we had gone to bed, and, like, we were both laying. We had bunk beds that, like, our heads were, like, right next to each oh, other, um, and she had said, like, I really want feta bread, but I'm tired, and I was like, I'm really tired, too, but I also want feta bread, so we ordered it, and then we fell asleep, oh. and then we waited for them to call us. Then we woke up. This was maybe, like, one, three. Like, it was really late. Oh. We literally woke up for, like, ten minutes when, like, a delivery guy came. We ate the feta bread, and we went back to bed. Like, Aww, we didn't even talk. We didn't that's even. That's so funny. Yeah, so. That's, like, <laughs> I always think of that when I when I think of living with Jenna because Aww. it's just so, like. Like, we're just, like, on every, the same page. Like, yeah. that's so cute. On the same page. Like, yeah, go with the flow. Like, we would run together at the same. Oh. You know, Jenna, like, it would be, like, 1 a.m. She would be, like, I want to go on a run. I'd oh be, like, gosh. me too. Like, we had very <laughs> weird schedules. so it was really great. Um, this actually just popped in my mind. She mentioned something that I had never heard before about live, you guys living together. She, I don't know what made this come up, but, and I hope she won't mind me talking about it, but um, she said, like, the first and maybe only fight, I don't know if it was the only, but the Taking first fight, yeah, you guys ever got in was about what, like, started out as a joking, Yeah, you can tell it if you want. It was literally the only, like, it wasn't even a, it was, like, the only tense moment we've ever had. Like, it wasn't even, like, a, I guess it was kind of a fight, um, but we were sitting in the dining hall, and it was me, her, and Michelle. Michelle didn't live in our same room and like I hadn't even been thinking about the trash but I think like one of us made a joke of like well I always take out the trash and like but it was like not supposed to be like a hidden yeah it was just like and then like one of us was like no like I always take out the trash and then the other person was like no I always take out the trash (laughs) and then it just escalated and Michelle would be like you guys people are like looking and so then we just like did that like three more times and then we just didn't talk to each other but we volunteered together like four hours later and I remember she called Dylan and she was like I don't even know what happened and like I called my friend Brad and I was like I had the weirdest I don't even know why we fought like and then on the way to volunteering she was like I'm sorry like you know and I was like yeah I don't know what happened and it was over yeah I know she said it something like uh, you guys were like I don't know what that was about, and you were like, me neither. <laughs> Why did we even find Yeah, it was um, very confusing. cute, though. Yeah. I'm sure it was, like, one of those things where you're like, oh, taking out the trash again, and it's like... Right. But you don't hold it against the person. It's just, like, the trash is not a fun thing to take out. Yeah, and you don't always notice, like, when it's empty or something, so you so it's probably, like, you both felt like you were taking it out a yeah. lot. And, like, and we didn't have, like, chore. Like, it was a very small... Right. Like, it was literally 10 feet. Like, yeah. It was not a big room so we didn't like split up chores or anything so you just assumed like people did their fair share and I don't know it was just funny (laughs) that is so random and then did you ever at all feel weird like that it was mostly Christian like by the time you were a junior or whatever it was like five Christian girls and then you um no I didn't feel weird like that's what I grew up with so I was just like really used to it but also like I felt like we had 
just like more similar values than people who like weren't Christian or like people who were some people who were Muslim but like weren't raised in the same environment that I was so like just had culturally different values Mm -hmm. um so it wasn't ever like weird it was yeah and they never made me feel like Weird. They yeah. would always be like, come to stuff, like, come to our, like, barn dance, or, like, come. Oh, fun. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, the main reason I would ask is, the main reason I asked is because when, like, I went to a Christian college, and I just more and more was realizing, like, the kind of, like, language that people mm, use yeah. at Christian, in, like, Christian circles, and, like, especially a lot of those people who had literally only been in a Christian bubble their whole lives. Yeah. I'm like, if other people heard us talking like this, they would be so weirded out yeah. or, like, just not know at all what we were talking about. And so I wondered if you had any experiences of being like, I have no idea what you guys are talking yeah. about. Or, like, why do you use that phrase? Why do you use those phrases or something like that? But there was a lot of, like, um, discussions around, like, religion just because I had never really, like, talked to anyone about, like, why they were Christian or, like, oh, cool. what being Christian meant. And, like, like for Muslims, like, we believe that Jesus was a prophet, but, like, we don't believe that he is God. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, like, I had never heard from a Christian, like, why or how they believe, like, in the Trinity. It was, yeah. like, a very foreign concept to me. Oh, and so, like, we had a lot of... Me too. <laughs> yeah. So we had a lot of conversations around, like, like, what does that mean? And, like, they would ask me stuff, and I feel like there was a lot of exchange. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. There were, like, things where I was, like, I don't know if I want to go to, like... X thing, even though it's, like, not a church event, just because it is still kind of, like, church. I don't know. Like, but they would be, like, you don't, like, you can totally go. And most of the time I did. But there were some times where I was, like, I don't know. Like, I don't really want to go to this thing because it is still kind of, like, a, yeah. They would, like, come to stuff with me and, yeah. Like, my friends and their friends. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that it was chill then, though. Because I just sometimes I'm, like, oh, my gosh. I can't imagine if people were, like, listening in on this conversation. Yeah. Because it's so weird sounding. I think that, yeah, there were probably some cultural things. Like, we don't do mission trip. I mean, I'm sure there's probably some people that do, but, like, it's not, like, a cultural thing. So, like, I didn't know. Though, like, it was a lot of, like, learning about maybe, like, some Christian, a lot of Christianity and, like, the beliefs and theology, but also, like, the culture of, like, church. And it's very different. Like, the singing and, like, the worship. Gotcha. And it's different than just, like, going to a mosque. So. Oh, and also, happy belated holidays. Thanks. Yeah. 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 How was Ramadan? Is it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was good. It was, like, low-key. Like, it was during finals, so fasting. Oh, gosh. I was, like, oh, really gosh. slow. I was, like, really slow this Ramadan. Like, it was, I was, <laughs> it was hard. And I know people, like, a lot of people thought, Last year was hard, but for me this year was harder just because it was, like, we'd been in quarantine for, like, a year. Yeah. You, I got to see more people, like, outside, like, doing bonfires, and, like, people started to get vaccinated, and so the Aww. community was more there, but, like, spiritually, like, yeah, it was a little hard. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, did So did you feel like you, like, learned new things about, or, like, it helped kind of reignite things, or was it just kind of yeah. like, oh, I don't know if I'm feeling it, or... Well, so, I guess from alone, like, it's not just about fasting from food or water. Like, it's also fasting from sin and distraction. And then, like, introducing new th- Like, the bare minimum you could do is, like, not sin during gotcha. Ramadan. Oh, okay. And then, and, like, not eat and drink during sunrise to sunset. Okay. But then, like, what you're supposed to do is worship a lot more. And then, hopefully, like, add consistent things to your schedule after oh. it's over. Um, but... It's, like, a lot more prayer, a lot more night prayer, like, a lot more reading of the Quran, like, a lot of, it's just a lot more worship. So, I started out, like, really good, and then about halfway through the month, I kind of was, like, 
I don't know if I'm, last year I got a lot out of doing those things because I was by myself, but this year I was like, I don't know if I'm learning as much by just like doing quantities. So I tried mm-hmm. to focus on like quality and like what I was learning and things like that. Yeah. And that just made me think of like how we have Lent and stuff, which is yeah. like should be more similar to what you described, but I feel like it just turns into like a, I'm going to lose weight during Lent and yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be... I think that's, like, something that gets lost in translation when, like, people are learning about Ramadan is people are like, you can't eat or drink water, and you're like... Yeah, like, it's, like, normal because it's... That's not really, like, the main point. Like, the main point is to discipline yourself because, like, really being a good person is, like, disciplining your, like... We call it your nefs, your, like, lower self, like, Mm -hmm. your, your desires, your, like, ego. Like, it's disciplining your, like desires for food and like for for like sexual pleasure like all these things and so by disciplining like not eating and like telling yourself that you can do this from like sunrise to sunset you learn that like oh you can pray a little bit more like you can be nicer you can control your temper so it's like connected inherently to spiritual but I feel like when people explain it they're like we fast to like feel what the poor feel and it's like god that's not true because you have food at the end of the day. And, like, yeah. a lot of poor people don't have food. And, like, you're not going to know what it's like to be structurally in poverty by, like, right. not eating the food in your pantry for 10 hours. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know uh, how to end it. But I really do feel like I could talk to you for hours and hours. Aww. So thank you for, yeah. like, letting me take this much of your time Yeah, up. of course. Um, and good luck on your new job. Yeah, I, thanks. Yeah, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, and you have one more year of law school. Yeah. You're killing it. I just, like, admire everything you do so much. Thank you. Yes. I feel like everybody's killing it in their own way. <laughs> I really do. And, like... I feel like everybody compares themselves to everybody, especially with, like, social media. And, yeah. like, no matter who you go to, they could be like, yeah, like, but I really like what X person is doing, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It is kind of weird to, um, I feel like a lot of people think um, that they're, they never think that, like, what they're doing is something that other people would be envious of. But also, like, I literally feel like the luckiest person in the world that I'd be getting to go work at Disney World. And yeah. so many people would rather be doing that right now so I need to let's remember that it's cool when do you leave um I leave the 19th of June yay so soon I know oh that's so exciting out of nowhere so I'm super excited yeah um but yes thank you I'm gonna stop recording to new adventures Thank you so much for listening to I Promise I'm Smart. And normally we do some fun facts for kids at the end of the episode. I say we, it's just it's just me. Um, we do some fun facts for kids. But today I wanted to share a joke that a fourth grader told me um, at school one time when I was t- substitute teaching. He was like, Miss Abraham, I bet I can make you laugh. And I was like, okay, uh, hit me with it. And he said... If I weigh 99 pounds and I eat a pound of nachos, am I 1% nacho? And I did laugh. So I hope you do too. And I hope you have a great day. Bye.